All right, hello and welcome to Raining in Ray. We still don't have a steam song. We don't. And everything, but but no, for for today, I was really tempted to put <laughs> on the road again. And Can't get wait to get on the road. <laughs> that's because we are on the road again. Yes, we are. We are road tripping today. We uh, well, first off, Ray, we got to introduce you. Uh, the rain, the ray of raining in Ray, uh, the one and only director of the Janesville uh, Community Center, teacher at Rock County Christian School, the man, the legend behind the Ray's Rambling blog, the one and only Ray Jewell. Hey, Kevin. Yo, today is a, is, is a good day because this is the third annual yes. Universe Next Door Traveling Troop Group trip. Yeah. And today we decided to go check in on uh, who I consider to be the, the the best president in my lifetime, yep. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I, I agree. So it, but so this is the third year. So the first year was our, <laughs> I think, really um, the catalyst for our friendship even. Yeah, I, I would um, agree with that. <clears throat> See, I... To, to give a little background, I always wanted to visit, ever since I knew it existed, mm-hmm. the Dan Quayle Vice Presidential Museum. In Huntington, Indiana. In, and, and maybe some of you don't even know that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a big Dan Quayle fan growing up. I was a nerd and I got beat up. But um, <laughs> That explains a lot right yes, there. Yes, <laughs> it does. But I always wanted to visit the Dan Quayle Museum. And yeah. so... Uh, and on a kick, one day I just told my wife, I'm, I'm just going to go. And she's going to say, all right, you going to go by yourself? And like, no, I don't know who's going to take I didn't know my wife didn't want to go. Yeah. Because, right. um, you know, she's like normal and stuff. She's normal. And so I right. figure, who, who, do, who do I know that's not normal? Well, Ray Jewell comes up. <laughs> um, and, and you and I were kind of friends at this point. We had mm-hmm. known each other and we had... Uh, you had subbed for me, I'm sure, right. a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. Preached in chapel. Yeah, um, but we didn't really, you know, we weren't all that close, so we decided, yeah. hey, let's do it. Yep. Uh, and we invited Gary Zimmerman, who, who was just uh, on the podcast, on our uh, talking about the Ten Commandments. Oh. Yeah. I should probably okay. stop here. We are in the car, by the way, right We are now. in the car, we which, are. Is, which we know can be dangerous. Yes, from but. the last episode <laughs> we did in the car. And by the way, you're going to hear some background noise because the air conditioner is on. And there's no way on earth I am turning it off. I, and I would uh, agree wholeheartedly. We would be sweating buckets and we don't need yeah, that. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that. That's right. not what I'm into. Uh, so we invited Gary Zimmerman to come out. And we took a, we took a trip down from uh, Wisconsin to Illinois, uh, to Indiana. Uh, made it into an overnight thing. And on the way back, we stopped and saw the John Dillinger Museum and uh, Charles Anderson a, College. A couple of colleges. Yeah, oh, yeah, and Huntington. Huntington, Huntington College. Yeah. That had some interesting stories yeah. behind it. And, and then one, one, of your, one of your former students graduated yeah. from there. Lance getting Turfer, married. Getting married. This, this, uh, next month. Actually. Next month? In next August? Month. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's All a right. nice car. That is a nice car. Okay. Um, See, this is the advantage of us being on the road. We yes. Will, we, we will... Uh, squirrel! <laughs> yeah. And hopefully I don't drive onto, you know, other lanes of traffic. Okay. Um, as we did last time. So anyway, yes, yeah, so we, we went to Indiana, and I thought that was a fun trip, yeah. and uh, we had a lot of good conversation uh, on that. And then the next year, last year, we went to Iowa, right? to the Herbert Hoover, Herbert Hoover Museum. Right. We really are nerds. We are nerds. Dan Quayle and Herbert Hoover are not 
on anyone's bucket list to learn more about. Exactly, but you know what? Especially Herbert Hoover should be. Yeah. I mean, the man probably did more when he was not president than when he was. Yeah, kind of like the opposite of Jimmy Carter. Yeah. uh, Who did more after his presidency. Um, But Hoover has a fascinating life. So let's see that last year. And this year, um, we didn't have as much time as we've had in years past. Right. Um, But we didn't go. We we managed to move over one state down to Illinois. And we went to uh, Eureka College and Dixon, Illinois, the home of... Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Eugene Reagan. Or no, Wilson, Wilson. Wilson, Wilson. Did you learn nothing from our trip today? I had nothing, except 666 is in his name. Yes, Ronald <laughs> Wilson Reagan. Count those letters up at 666. He was the Antichrist. What, what does that mean now that we survived the Antichrist? That wasn't in the Left Behind books. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently the apocalypse hasn't happened yet. Mm. Well, anyway. <laughs> so we've, we went down to Eureka College and saw what they had there. Uh, the only disappointing part was the bookstore wasn't open. Right. And, yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's never that is never a good thing on our trip. No, that's never acceptable. Period. Got to have a bookstore. Or they should have opened it especially for us. They should. In fact, we should have called ahead. We should have made an appointment. That's Maybe if right. they knew, we could have podcasted right there. We could have easily. Yes, yeah. There's plenty of room. Like why didn't we should have done that? We should have on okay. the campus at Eureka College. We could do that. Uh, I'm not turning around. No. But. I, <laughs> is a little bit farther than Dixon and we're, yeah. we're on our way home. Yeah, we got to get home. I, my wife is uh, sick of the... Ready for you to getting, be home. <laughs> yes, she's ready to be home. For me to be home. Um, which isn't always the case. I think sometimes she likes it when I leave. Um, she needs that type of way for me. But, so, I mean, Reagan is an interesting guy. Yeah. You know, those who know anything about Reagan, I mean, he was an athlete, a swimmer, uh, played football. Yep. Uh, went to Eureka College. In fact, I, when I pastored a church in Putnam, Illinois, one of the uh, members of the church was a classmate of Ronald Reagan's at Eureka College. That's the road you're hearing, in case you're wondering. Yeah, it's those uh, wake-up strips, yeah. they're called. <laughs> oh, is that... That is, that's grub stakers. That's pretty good food, though. Well, well, that's the place that burned down, though. Well, I think they rebuilt it. Anyway, the thing is, squirrel. He, yeah, he went to he went to Eureka and graduated, and he he got a job televising on the radio. Chicago Not to, you Cubs. You can't televise games. on the radio. Well, okay, you're right. Reporting on the radio. Reporting okay. or broadcast. Broadcast. There's the word. On the radio, Chicago Cub games after they were done. He'd, he'd read the box score and figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, in fact, he, he tells a story in his autobiography about the time. Um, it was all by telegraph or, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> during one game, it shut off. And so he had to kind of like stall for time. Mm-hmm. And so he had this one batter who, you know, uh, fouled off pretty much every pitch because he was just trying to fill the time until the thing came on. Yeah. And then finally, after a couple of minutes, it came back on, you know, and he, as it turned out, the batter grounded out on his first pitch or something like that. <laughs> but he told this wonderful story, and he didn't tell the story about, oh, how this little kid in the, in the crowd caught the ball. And, and and for years, people would come up to him and say, wow, did that, was that a record for most foul balls? 
but oh well. Fake news. That's fake, what it was. Fake, it was fake news. Ronald Reagan was involved in fake news. <laughs> but then uh, he ended up in Hollywood. Yeah. Many tons of movies. I mean, it was weird. Just you know, at Eureka, they had a list of all the movies he yeah. was in. Six or seven or eight done in the same year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how do you keep up that kind of schedule? But you just did what you had to, I guess. Well, and that quality wasn't. Well, as, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's well known for his role in uh, the Newt Rockney story. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he did a lot of westerns, especially he was the host of Death Valley Days for three years. Yeah. I you can get Death Valley Days now if you got a dish, you can get it on their Western channel. Mm-hmm. It's not always Ronald Reagan. They had two or three different hosts in the, over the, the course of that program. Yeah. Um, but he was also in some war movies, and he ended up being the president of the Screen Actors Guild. Right. And so there's pictures of him with John Wayne and Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Bob Hope, and yeah. all kinds of people were there around him. And he was pretty famous yeah. back in the day. Of course, Back in the Future depicts that. Right. You know, when, they, when Marty goes back into the future and Ronald Reagan is a movie star and he's, to him, he's governor of California. Yeah. Of course, to us, he was president of the United States. Right. And I, I forget when Back in the Future was made. That was 85. 85, so he had already been president for a little while. Was it 85 or 86? It was somewhere in the 80s. Yeah, sure. yeah. But, um, oh, then, uh, then he ended up becoming governor of California, and that led to him becoming president after Jimmy Carter. Yeah. The Iran, I think the Iran uh, hostage situation had more, a lot to do with Reagan winning that. Yeah, I mean, Carter, it made Carter. Carter look weak, and yeah. there was already, you know, a major recession going on, and mm-hmm. you had the oil crisis, and it just seemed, you know, uh, the, the word to use was malaise. There was just a, a, a feeling that our our best days were behind us as a country. We just kind of had to settle in and, and just recognize it's yeah. just not going to be as good as it was. And then someone came along and said, in effect, let's make America great again. Or he didn't, what, this is what separates Reagan from Trump, I believe, is that Reagan wasn't saying, let's make America great again. It was, our best days are ahead of us. Mm. And he spoke, and I've never heard a politician since speak of his love for the country as he, yeah. as, as Reagan. Well, I think that Reagan was an exemplary communicator. Yeah. And well, I think sure. that's, I think that's what made him so popular and good at what he did, he did as, as president and, and other things. You know, I uh, had the opportunity to go with uh, the mayor of Henry, Illinois, back in the day when they dedicated the Reagan Trail in several parts of Illinois. We got to hear his, Reagan's daughter, Maureen, at the, um, at Eureka College. And she said, you know, when, back when the Star Wars thing was happening yeah. between Russia and the United States, 
Reagan brought something to the table, the Russians refused to accept it. The next day, the Russians came back with basically the same thing. And Reagan said, I don't care who gets the credit as long as it gets done. Now yeah. that, to me, that's leadership. Yeah. It's not about me, it's about doing what's best for people right. and for the country. And just, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't, they want to diss on Reagan, but I don't know that we've had it so good No. since then. And people, I, you know, and I think the whole country turned around mm -hmm. um, in those eight years in office. And that's not to say Reagan wasn't perfect, or was perfect, he wasn't. Um, you have Iran-Contra, and I still don't get the whole, um, you know, he goes on TV, and he says, you know, did we trade arms for hostages? And apparently, yes. And he says, you know, in my heart... I can't believe that happened, but I know in my head it did. It's like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. But um, he did just so much for the morale of the country. And the economy was booming. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I know the, the argument is that rich got richer and the poor got poor. And I don't think that stands up, actually. No, um, not, not during his time, I don't think. I think that did happen eventually, but not with Reagan as president. So, obviously, they're working on it because yeah. further down it was pretty good. So, when it comes to the presidency, uh, well, let me, let me throw this out. What do you wish Donald Trump had that Reagan did have? <laughs> the, the ability to communicate. I, <laughs> I mean, if, if Reagan had had the opportunity to use Twitter, I think he would have been a lot oh. more sensible about how he used it. Oh, anyone would be. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know, it's just, uh, it just, you know, and I think Reagan was smart to gather people around him who knew what they were doing, and he didn't interfere. Yeah, and uh, unless he felt like he had to, Trump, <laughs> Trump interferes from the get go. Right. It seems. So while we're on the topic of presidents, uh huh, what are uh, you said? That Reagan is probably your favorite president in my lifetime. In your lifetime, and I, I, I agree with that statement. Yeah. You've had a longer lifetime than I have. Yeah, I'm a generation ahead of you, buddy. But I, I, I still, <laughs> I still agree. Yeah. What are, who are some other presidents you look back on, and and you you've got some respect for? What's what's on? Who's on your list? Through the whole country, starting starting from Washington and okay. ending with Trump. Well, obviously, Lincoln would be on there, even though I know he's not as honest as his nickname right. claims. But he certainly brought the country through a very difficult time. Yeah. Um, Garfield. Garfield? Yeah, well... The big fat cat likes lasagna. No, around. you're talking about Grover Cleveland. Oh, <laughs> James, I'm talking about James, the cartoon. Yeah, 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 it took me a bit. James Garfield, of course, that's more because he was a he was a preacher in the yes. in the uh, in my tradition, my my church tradition. And how uh, old were you when he was president? Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I, I don't even know if my 
Well, I, I don't think that my dad was even born when Garfield mm. was president, so we're going back a few years. Yeah. But, um... Um... I think Eisenhower did a relatively good job pulling, you know, a country out of World War II. Of course, I mean, I know uh, Truman was a part of that, but then then Eisenhower and working through the Korean Korean War, which, you know, we should call it that because that's what it was. It was a police action. Yeah. Yeah. A conflict. <laughs> so... I don't know. I mean, I like the image of Teddy Roosevelt that I yeah. read about. You know, he was a uh, no-nonsense kind of person. And actually, John Quincy Adams hmm. is another one. He was a strong believer, thanks to his mother, Abigail. And I... I, I I guess I'm prejudiced. I think that, uh, well, it's not always the case, I guess, but uh, you would think that a president who's a believer is going to do a better job of governing. Yeah. Not that, again, that's not always true. But, um, yeah. So who are yours? All right. My first name is going to shock a lot of people because I don't think he's in anyone's favorite. But this guy fascinates me, and that is Richard Nixon. Hmm. Um, Nixon was just a multifaceted person. Very complex. That just absolutely captivates me. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I, I don't, I, I can't stand by a lot of what he did right. uh, in, in regards to Watergate. Mm-hmm. But the guy was just a very interesting person who seemed to go through life with a bit of paranoia, mm-hmm. at the same time was determined to to pull himself up by his own bootstraps and and do what needs to be done. And um, you know, this is the guy that just never quit. Yeah. There he was <laughs> as a as a college student. He was ticked off that he wasn't part of the rich kids, and the rich kids kind of looked down on him. So he starts his own fraternity mm-hmm. uh, for for kids that are. Um, not rich yeah. and kind of just thumbing their nose at the rich and uh, he starts to he, he's interested in what will be his, his future wife Pat but she wasn't interested at first but he was determined he was going to win her over and he would even drive her on dates with somebody else huh. just for the chance to be near her and eventually the two fell in love and it was just things like that just like wow mm-hmm. um, he he Pulls himself up to, uh, uh, you know, after World War II, he runs for Congress, basically uh, um, using money from poker winnings, <laughs> and uh, you know he starts off as a Quaker. And, well, then he was he was uh, Eisenhower's vice president, which yeah, you know, with the advent of television, I I think that if television hadn't become so popular in the early '60s, he may have won that election. But it was the TV appearance and uh, just the fact that he was so unappetizing. Right, he loses to, to Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. But flip that around because then in, in, in 52, when he's running with Eisenhower, um, it's TV that saved him. Oh, yeah. Because he's, there he is. He's, he's in a scandal. He's being accused of taking money from donors and using it for his own personal 
mm. uh, stuff. And people want him off the ticket. Eisenhower wouldn't really stand by him. Mm. So Nixon buys time on TV and gives his famous checker speech, mm. which he, you know, basically goes through all of this stuff he's got. This is uh, he's trying to prove his point that he hasn't taken money. But at the end of the speech, he says, "Now, I'll be honest with you. There is something that we got from a donor, and we're not giving him back—a little cocker spaniel named Checker. The kids have changed uh, named Checkers, and we're not giving him back." And it was just kind of like he won the people over yeah. with a TV appearance. And then, you know, eight years later, it's going to be a TV appearance, and yeah, we'll cost him the election. But even that, you know, so he he loses the election to the presidency by the slimmest margin in history at that point. Right. Comes back two years later to run for governor of California. Loses that one pretty badly. Ends his career in politics. Tells off the media. You don't have Nixon to kick around anymore. And then people write him off. But six years later, he's elected to, pres- to the presidency. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, they, that, that determination yeah. is what you're getting at. Yeah. And it's just fascinating. That, that is a very admirable boy. But then that paranoia is what drives him. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden it's... And, it, and, and not just him, but everybody around him. Right. Caught on to that paranoia. It's almost like King Herod in the Bible. Yeah. And so that's what makes Watergate possible and all that stuff. But I did, Nixon just fascinates me. Yeah. Um, other presidents... Oh. Yeah, I see that guy. Yeah, okay. Don't worry. I did not get into an accident. Trust me. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Well, you know, you have faith in me. I have some faith in you. <laughs> this is like driving with my wife now. Do you want to tell me when to stop and how fast I'm going? And... I have history, man. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we're good. So, anyway. Um, I don't know. Kennedy uh, interests me. Um, going back a few years, Thomas Jefferson is a guy that I find interesting again. Um, that's uh, probably my list. I, I'm more of a modern guy yeah. in, in that uh, in that sense. Well, growing up, you know, my family, my dad was uh, auto worker. We were for General Motors, and so you know, union and. So, therefore, voting Democrat. And then uh, I remember we had you know, a memorial book of the Kennedys and talking about it being Camelot. Yeah. All that stuff was huge. And, and that's the persona they portrayed. Right. But, uh, you know, it was always interesting in my house, though, because my oldest brother was a young Republican. And the discussion at mealtime, especially, I, I always remember the discussion about Goldwater when he ran against Johnson. And my brother said, you know, at least Goldwater was telling the truth. We're going to go to war in Vietnam, which is what we ended up doing yeah. with Johnson as president. So he wins the presidency because he says he's not going to go to war. And within, you know, I mean, it was already going on anyway. And then within months full-blown conflict. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, you know, when I grew up, my dad was Republican, solid all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he grew up as a Democrat, so my grandparents were big Democrats. But what I remember as a child, my fondest memories were of big family meals at my grandparents' house, like Thanksgiving, Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
And after the table was wiped off, it would be my dad, my two grandparents. They were chatting about Boston politics, about uh, Governor James Michael Curley, but often early for James Michael Curley. Uh, I was corrupt, served, uh, served in Congress, but also served... Uh, uh, some time in jail. Yeah. The guy was corrupt. He was more like a like a Peter Pan, not Peter Pan. Uh, who's the guy? The Robin Hood, steal from the rich to give oh, to the poor type yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, and, and you know they're they're liberal as the day is long. And my grandmother would tell me that she's a yellow dog Democrat, meaning if the Democrats nominated a yellow dog for president, that's who she'd vote for, just because yeah. he's a Democrat. <laughs> uh, we hear stories about World War Two. My grandfather fought. Uh, no, he didn't actually see action, but he joined the Navy just at the tail end of World War II. Mm-hmm. Served on the USS Rochester Navy. But uh, we'd hear stories about Dugout Doug. Dugout Doug it was always how General MacArthur was referred to in my house. Dugout Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents and my, my grandparents didn't like him very much. Basically, he was a photo op general. Mm-hmm. So that's how I remember getting into arguments about Republicans and Democrats. So that was that was my childhood. That was Therefore, very... your, your political junkie uh, personality. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what did you just buy at the uh, last place we stopped at? <laughs> okay, so we're stopped, we stopped at a gas station because I wanted a drink. By the way, uh, if, if my wife is listening, we have been drinking water today. That's I have. have evidence to prove it. Okay. Um, actually, I, that's, no, I kept it back there. I had to come. Um, anyway... Uh, we stopped at a gas station, and I was getting candy for the kids. Figured I'd come home with something. And Ray pointed out, and he shouldn't have pointed out because he knew I was going to buy it. Exactly. Uh, well, these, it, was, it was the right price for one yes. thing. And you um, just couldn't resist I it. Couldn't, I, it was, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Donald Trump pen yeah. with a big caricature of Donald Trump on it with little boxing gloves that you can box with and yeah. yeah I saw it I was like yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna buy this we, we all know I'm gonna buy this and yeah. I so I'm not the biggest Donald Trump fan but it was kind of cool so you do have political paraphernalia from both sides yes yes I do and, well even more than just both sides you got it from yeah third parties as well stuff too so so yeah I bought it it's mine <laughs> That's my version of the checker speech, I guess. <laughs> All right, Ray, I think it's time to, to, to end things off here. Really? It's been a half hour already? It's been, let's see how long it's been. This has already been a half hour. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're done then. All right, well, this is our July. We didn't skip. We, we skipped May, but we're uh, back on track for July. And since it's July 1st, yeah, we're good to go until... 30 days from now. Yeah. Even... <laughs> well, we're recording this on July 1st. I don't know when we'll post. I'll post, probably post it next week. Right, right. But anyway. All right. Well, actually, no. You know what? We're not 30 minutes because we started recording before. Yep. So I guess we could end early. Or, uh, no. Or we could just keep no. going. All right. Well, all right, we're going to keep going then. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about the 4th of July. What? What's your family or your favorite thing to do? To celebrate our country's independence. All right. Uh, what we, what typically we do in our home, we've done this I think now for ten years. Uh, we go up to Delavan. We see my in-laws, and then we go to Delavan's Fourth of July parade. And 
uh, we, it's, a, it's a little parade, but it's nice. And then we go back to my uh, in-law's house, and we'll light off a little, you know, a couple small firecracker type things. Right. Uh-huh. And the kids like that now, and so that's kind of that's kind of our thing. Yeah. We'll have some hot dogs or something. Right. Now we, the last couple of years, it's actually, so this year will be the third year that I've gone, and the uh, fourth ward neighborhood action team puts on a little bike parade that starts at like 10.30 and the kids come with their bikes and decorate them and then they do a parade around the park and then by 11.30 they have a potluck but they also always make sure there's Papa John's pizza there. Ah. And then, uh, I don't know, I, I've lost my interest in fireworks quite a while ago. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't get, care so much. I mean, even last weekend I was at Freedom Fest helping with the security detail. I didn't even bother to go out and watch the fireworks there. Hmm. I just, I just, I don't know, I'm just not excited by them anymore, I guess. And uh, I... Uh, Usually I'll just normally stay home on the 4th of July and sleep. <laughs> you know, it just occurred to me as I grab my drink, it's running up against the microphone, so I wonder how it's going to sound. Oh, hello, guy. Oh, uh, well. What well, is there that? There you go. Lay a little rubber there, buddy. Yeah. By the way, do you know where we are? We are in Rockford. We are in Rockford. Okay. Yep. We, uh... This doesn't look familiar to me. Then. Oh, okay. I know where we are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't been in this neck of the woods in a long time. Yeah. I uh, noticed as we were passing the on-ramp to Highway 20 to get back over to the interstate. <laughs> but hey, we're good. Gives us a little bit of time. <laughs> well, yeah, we just we, we were taking 251 here because we we heard that there was a crash and part of 39 was shut down. So yep. this isn't the normal way we would take. No, not no. But then maybe it should become our normal since it's abnormal, and that describes us pretty well. Well, at least you. Okay. I'm the normal one of them. Oh, you are, huh? <laughs> so, I, I'm I'm the normal one, period. Everybody else is weird. Well, I've always not had a problem being abnormal. <laughs> that's the same with your theology, but that's another story. For another time. <laughs> we, we get but into that way too much as it is anyway. That's the basic Bible podcast. Yeah. Of which this is an offshoot, but... Well, what's coming up on Basic Bible Podcast? Well, know. we are wrapping up the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And uh, which we keep interrupting uh, with book reviews and things like right. that. Right. Well, you know, I mean, book reviews are a big part of what we do, too. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of book reviews, if everyone... This is kind of a rambling conversation now. But Crossway, the fine folks at Crossway have agreed to... Uh, start sending us some books and some Crossway authors our oh, way to, cool. to interview. Uh, I reached out to them and they were more than willing to, to partner up with us. And stuff. Oh, wow. uh, we're, we're in the midst of negotiating that right now. Uh, right now we've just been doing Lexicon Press. Uh-huh. Uh, more of that nature. But now we're going to add Crossway to the list and Woo-hoo. maybe uh, we can build up some more uh, goodwill from some other publishers and if you're an author send us your book yes and we'll talk about it you yep. can come on our podcast and even if you disagree with us we have you know, oh, that's a that's pretty bad dip railroad there. track here yeah. that's right well we're in rockford so we are that's up and 
Uh, so if yeah, if you have a book you want us to talk about, you want to promote, send it our way. We we, we don't turn down free books here. No, we certainly don't. And uh, oh, and we are, I think, just fair and honest about whatever yeah. it is we read. And, we recommend a book if we think it's worth recommending. <laughs> you know, yesterday I was visiting a church, visiting a Fellowship Baptist Church in uh, South Beloit, and the pastor there is Joel Sharp, good guy. And I don't know if Joel's listening to this. I know you're a friend on Facebook, but I hope you're listening to this podcast. I'm throwing you free, uh, free recognition here. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I visited his church yesterday, and he introduced me as uh, a lover of books, and he said, "Never throw a book away." around Kevin Thompson. Yeah. So I, I think that's a fair uh, representation. Yep, I, I would agree with that. So, anyway. All right, I think we are going to wrap things up here because we're kind of meandering and babbling around. So, Well, you know who helped get Crossway's book the bigger publishing world? No. Frank Peretti. Frank Peretti. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. They got his this present darkness and piercing the darkness and that really helped them to shoot off into bigger and better things and now that they're partnering with the basic bible podcast maybe it'll help us i mean we're talking no it's not gonna, we're gonna help them oh, we're gonna help them <laughs> okay we're gonna help them they're gonna get a huge bump out of this mm-hmm. and uh it's gonna put them on the map we're talking like new york times bestseller type stuff now <laughs> once it, once they partnered with us it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, anyway, we'll see you next month. So, I don't know. We don't have, like, a regular sign-off for the reading and Ray. No, we, but, we don't, but, you know. So, um, I don't know what I we're going to I think I got to rain in Kevin a little bit, so goodbye, everybody. Have a yeah, well, you know what? Next, next month, we're going down to Lincoln. Lincoln, Illinois. And so maybe we'll do another recording down there. Well, we're well, supposed we are, to. Yeah, we are going to do at least one for Basic Bible Podcast, but right. maybe we'll do a reading and Ray. Well, if it's in August, in there. So, <laughs> got to do one for them, too. All right, so uh, have a good rest of your month. <laughs>